Welcome to American Snippets, your source for inspirational, motivational, and selfless stories and interviews from exceptional people across the nation. And now, here's your host, Barb Allen and Dave Brown. Hey, everyone. Dave Brown here from American Snippets. Thank you for joining us on what's going to be a, a really awesome show. Uh, do you like bears? I mean, who doesn't love bears, right? And today, we're going to be talking about bears. That's right. Today's guest is actually the Orphaned Wildlife Center, and they've appeared in news stories and online feeds across the country and around the world. Videos of the bears have gone viral, and hundreds of thousands of people regularly stay up to date on all the cool things that are happening at the rescue center. But an amazing young girl has taken this interest a step further to a whole nother level. And now she's an inspiration not only to the people at the center, but also to kids all across this country. So listen in to today's episode and hear how Quinn Medina turned her inspiration into action and how her example has inspired so many others to do the same. And along the way, you're also going to hear from the founders of the Orphan Wildlife Center as they share with you exactly what it's like to navigate the world of a wildlife rescue and what it's like to have a real bear hug. You'll also learn the incredible highs and lows uh, of what you know this kind of work entails because um, they're doing amazing things and it's not easy. So here's Barb Allen with Jim Kowalczyk and Quinn Medina. Hi, guys, and welcome to another episode of American Snippets. We have a unique situation here today. We have a very rare opportunity to sit uh, behind the scenes with the owner, operator, founder, etc. of the Orphan Wildlife Center, Jim Kowalczyk. He and his wife, Susan, um, have rescued and rehabilitated dozens of wild animals over the years. And we are going to meet a very special person who helps out with their organization just a little bit later. But today, right now, we're going to speak with Jim and maybe some of his bears. Morning, Jim. Good morning. Thank you for having us here today. You're welcome. So who's nibbling on you right now? That's Jennifer. That's Jennifer. What's her story? Well, she got Susan's baby here. She's Susan's special one. I guess she's leaving town, too, now. Uh, she's a... Hold that microphone to your face. It doesn't bite. Oh, okay. The bears do, but... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she wants no part of being interviewed. She has <laughs> left the building. She, yeah. <laughs> she is not okay with being interviewed. She's a little shy, so that's okay. Batty. Yeah. <laughs> we have Jim in the enclosure to keep safe um, from us. I guess now he feels a little protected. <laughs> that's okay. Go ahead. Now, uh, Jennifer is uh, a 12-year-old Syrian brown bear. Uh, that's Susan's favorite. Yeah, he, she came from a, a breeding program, and she's here with us, and she'll be here for life. They're not, you know, they're not from this area, and they're going to hang out here for their whole life. They're going to hang. So when we arrived earlier, we could see some of the bears lounging out here, and they look. They, oh, she comes again backwards out. That was very um, graceful. Um, that was like me getting out of the bed in the morning before coffee. She just came flying out. Uh, so when we were here before, one of them was kind of lounging in a little hole over there doing her little stretches, and the other's chilling over there, like all completely sprawled out. 
the sense that you get when you come up here is that these guys are just completely at peace, um, so relaxed, and I know that that is not easy to do for animals in captivity. It's different than, you know, you can tell when you go places and animals are confined and they're nervous and they're pacing. These guys here are, you just feel kind of the contentment coming out of them. How hard do you guys work to make that happen? That's, we don't work at making that happen. We just work at giving them a good life. We don't ask anything of them other than to coexist with us. You know, we, they, they, they don't do tricks. They don't, they don't have to be anywhere at a special time. And, uh, you can hear one splashing in the water in the background. Sonya in the water. (laughs) And, um, they get to do basically what they want to do. But that in itself is a, um, is the concept and it's the mentality that does take work and you don't even realize it because a lot of people will do these kinds of things and not necessarily um, put the animal's best interest at heart. But the fact that you guys put the animals above and beyond all else is so evident, even in um, just just being here and every piece you see on you. So um, you have to know that that's, that's a little extra special how you guys do this. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's like a mutual trust we have one another. You know, I, I think, I don't know, we're not experts on anything, but, you know, it's, it's a give and take thing with them. We, we enjoy their company and I think they enjoy ours. They like, you can cuddle with them. Everybody has a different personality. Some are very smart, some are a little slower, some, you know, some like to be cuddled and scratched, other ones just like to hang out. So who's your smartest bear? Probably Amy and Leo. Who's your slowest bear? Probably Maddie. <laughs> Maddie over but there, you can't see if she's chewing on a stick right now. Over there behind us. (laughs) She's very, she's very good. She's a loving bear and she'll cuddle with you all night if you would let her, you know, she sits there and she puts her arm around, pulls you in and Amy is very intelligent, but probably the most defiant too, but that's her personality and that's what makes her special. I mean, she wants to be the center of attention and like if you're, playing with one of these guys are laying down especially with one of these and she wants to be there and you tell her to go away you know or push her away a little bit she'll cry but then you'll all of a sudden over top of you you'll feel a hot breath and a little drip from her nose or she turns herself around and sits down tight up against you and throws herself up just to let you know that she's still there pushes on you you know that she hasn't gone anywhere that's super cute so you all not only do you have to deal with or not have to deal, but not only do you find a way in the motivation and the dedication to take care of all these animals, and you have animals other than bears, you have squirrels and whatnot, and, you know, so you take in a wide range and sometimes a large number of animals that's very time consuming, but you have to deal with all the rules and regulations that go along with it, which are obviously set up to protect the animals and yourselves, but can also be difficult and sometimes get in the way. There was uh, one instance last year, I want to talk to you a little bit about that, the, the bear petals Yes. from New Jersey, that um, this was a bear that was, I guess he was deformed and he walked around on his hind legs. Right. He was missing, missing one arm, one limb, uh-huh. and then the other one must have broken and never mended. It just flopped, but he was functioning that way. Right. So he was wandering loose in New Jersey and Obviously, some a, a bear like that is going to have difficulty surviving 
And you all wanted to step in and give him a place to live and to be yeah, safe. Yeah, we contacted. We were contacted by the people of Petals or whatever down in, I think it was Oak Ridge, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had spoke to other sanctuaries and uh, they didn't want to get involved. And um, and we said that we would try. You know, you don't know how something like that will work out. Sure. You know, the bear was, he was living in a neighborhood and the hardest thing is, is he going to get too familiar with that and mm-hmm. somebody's going to get hurt or something like that and then he'll get put down, which ultimately didn't matter anyhow because a hunter killed him. You know, that would be like somebody pushing a handicapped person off a train ramp, you know. Yeah, I mean, how frustrating is it? It's maddening to me to see that why somebody would shoot an animal, you know, in general for sport, but in particular one like that, you know, just for bragging rights or whatever. So... I mean, what would you like to see change? How could how could situations be? T- what could have changed to allow you the opportunity to assimilate petals into your life here? That could have saved that bear's life. Yeah, it's it's a hard thing, you know. The uh, they have the DEP in New Jersey, mm-hmm. and they have a concern too for safety for people, and they deal with animals on you know bears, deer, everything on such a large scale that we don't, you know, it's an everyday thing for them. That is their job. And um, and they just did not want anything to do with us or anybody taking, you know, the bear out of New Jersey. And New York State also, you know, said, why did you get involved with this? When really? We spoke to them and, you know, that's, we were asked and and we told them and that we can't do anything without the blessing from either, right. you know. And we would have been willing to try. We don't know if it would have been a good situation for the bear, but obviously the one that he's in now is not. No, it's not. Not that good, you know. It's yeah. hard to take somebody that if he's two years old, three years old or whatever to bring him in and confine him, even though he has sure. an issue. Some it, it depends on the bear. We have Frankie, who was hit by a car locally here. When we got him, he was a year, roughly a year and a half old and 79 pounds. And we have him. He mended his leg. He had two broken spots on one leg, and he was in a coma. And he's he's thrived here. You know, he's not releasable. I, there may be a little issue with him, <laughs> Jennifer. She's coming and, up checking uh, us out. We got the gatekeeper here ready to slam it shut. <laughs> and uh, and the big thing with him is um, the girls accepted him. Yeah. And that's that's a hard. I mean, we keep ours. They're all raised in groups, you know, within a year or so on their age. And they're a little family. Even though they get along with one another, they're not in the same area with them. Sure. And you don't, it may work and it may not work with somebody, it may get hurt or killed in the process of it. So everybody just takes turns. Yeah, Miss Jenny. They dig their little holes and they stay cool. I mean, not that you're not cute, but these bears are very distractingly cute behind you. I'm offended. I'm sorry. <laughs> they really are just like ridiculously cute. Um, yeah. So, how many bears do you have here right now? Uh, we have 11 permanent and we have one downstairs that I don't know if I'll ever go back. He may be a permanent resident also. 
Right, and that's important for people to understand too that although your goal is obviously to release these animals as you can, some of them just can't be released for various reasons. And so the ones that can't be released have a place to stay here that's safe and conducive to their They'll live their life out here. Somehow we're going to make sure that that happens because these are like our children. They're not going to zoos or not. If something happens to us, you know, Vinny is, if he stays here, Vinny is, you know, six months old or whatever. Mm -hmm. He has a possibility of living 30 years. Right. The chance of me living 30 years is going to be pretty slim, you know, so somebody else is going to have to take this over. I think Carrie said she'd take them. Oh, my. Yeah. Carrie, we're going to talk to Carrie later. She's creeping up there, too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is true, and she lives a very unstable life. (laughs) Thanks, Mark. So that's that's it. You know, this is their home. This is what they know, you know. And and like you said, they're pretty content. If they weren't content, you would know it. You You definitely know it, yes. And they lounge around they're sitting over there, one's in the water. Mm-hmm. Frankie's on the other side sleeping, probably. And um, this is what they do. They don't have to do anything else. That's their job, just hanging out. I don't know, Dave, can we get a picture of her over there quickly? Doing that. I mean, sir, it is so cute. You really do have to take a picture. Come on over here, and you'll see what we're talking about here in the background. This is why it's very a little distracting to run this particular interview, because, I mean, seriously... How are we not supposed to be distracted? <laughs> See, oh, Jennifer, we've lost so cute. Um, four bears over the years, uh, three to cancer, and one had seizures. And um, Jennifer's brother was one that we lost at uh, a very young age. He had a vascular cancer. And uh, Jenny always had trouble in her heat cycle. It would last a long well, time. Well, I mean, we all have trouble yeah. with that sometimes. <laughs> So, and like I said, that's Susan's baby there. So we went to, uh, we always deal with Cornell University for major things. Mm -hmm. And um, they had found where, I believe it was in Spain, I'm not sure, Spain or Italy, where they had done it laparoscopically to a bear, they had spayed her. Because we don't want to put it like a six inch cut could be a, it's a minor thing for us. But for them, they pick all the time and stuff. And that, when they're four or five years old, it's an, it's not a good thing. You guess you can't put an Elizabethan collar on them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah so. No, when my son was two, he smashed his head wide open and they put staples in the back of his head. That's it, just staples in the back of the head. And they said, now make sure he doesn't touch these. I'm like, the kid is two years old. So, you know, I understand that. We actually had to wrap him up in a sheet and do all kinds of things I'm not going to talk about here. Um, so I cannot imagine trying to do that with a bear of this size because my son was just a two-year-old and I had a pretty difficult time making that happen. Yeah, we had... So you had to get creative. Yeah, she had... Um, they did it up there, the large animal vet this morning. We've been very fortunate. We've had all the same anesthesiologists, the doctors up there and stuff. And they did it and it worked out wonderful she's the first bear in the united states that's been done that way and they did an article wow quite the yeah quite the honor to hold and that is <laughs> made a drastic change in her demeanor during i mean she doesn't go through the heat cycle and stuff now but she's her hair used to be wild she she was just a mess huh. and uh so she didn't have to go through the change she just got a nice little sleepy sleep and woke up just this brilliant yeah. wonderful satisfied woman yeah what every, a lucky girl 
<laughs> All of them are different with the anesthesia. Jenny yeah. went down very hard. It took a while for her to, to get them down where they could tube her and stuff. But she came out of it. Leo, one of the bears in there, had crocus canines over the years. And they were starting to abscess, so we had to take them up there to have them pulled. And uh, he went down fast and easy, but he was. We were in a dark, quiet room with him for two hours, waiting for him to come out of it. Worked for. So he did could. he start spilling all his bear secrets when he was coming out of anesthesia? Yeah, he wasn't saying a whole lot. <laughs> Drooling. Yeah, that's that's Jenny. If Susan was here right now, she'd be all over Susan. That's her baby right there. She does. Everybody's got their... Everybody does. So who's your baby? I know the answer to this, but still... Yeah. Can you yeah, hold no, I like... Oh, yeah. yeah. They're all... Jimmy is special, you know, yeah. and... Um, they're all they're all special. I, all right, I say that way. about my kids, and I mean it, but these are bears. They're not really going to... Yeah, no, it, it so doesn't just... matter. They're all... You know, <laughs> and they're like kids. Sometimes yeah, yeah, they yeah. get on your nerves, you know, uh -huh. and they, they drive you nuts. But at the end of the day... They're still your kids, still you know, kids. and that's the important thing here. People have to realize is we're, you know, we're the ones that have to take care of them. They can't take care of themselves. We're the ones that provide the food, the water, yep. and keep them clean. And it's not like they're out in the wild. And yeah, it's probably would be nice for them out in the wild, but they're not releasable. Nope. And I will tell you, this enclosure is cleaner than any of my teenagers' rooms right here. <laughs> <laughs> For real. There is not a, a rock out of place. And I have a German Shepherd who carries rocks around the house. So we have more rocks in in my house than uh, than you do in this enclosure. It's really pretty yeah, impressive. They, they dig. The yeah. more you pick up, the more they pull out. But that's the goal here is we're building on all the time. And we're making a place over here for Vinny, which we'll show you later. And, uh, and then we've got one more enclosure that we're going to do, uh, quite a large one. And then everybody can, instead of rotating days, I mean times during the day that they come out and stuff, then everybody will have their own space that they can go in. That's great. So if people wanted to, I mean, obviously people can't come here and clean the enclosures and physically help like that but there have to be ways that people can help and we're going to speak to somebody very special to you all yeah, yes. who has found a way to do that what an inspiration she is maybe that's even her getting here now i think so okay so we're back for the second part of our interview here at the orphan wildlife center right now i'm sitting here with carrie claire the cfo for the orphan wildlife center and quinn medina she is somebody we mentioned earlier in our interview. She is a true example of the difference that one person can make and the difference that Quinn is making here for all the animals and the people who work so hard to take care of these animals at the Orphan Wildlife Center is truly inspirational. Quinn, thank you so much for being here today. I'm really excited. So today was the first day that you got to come up and yeah. meet everybody, right? Yeah. How long have you been working to help raise money for this organization? I think the second year, I think. I think it's the second year. And tell us about what you do. I make um, little dog bandanas and like biscuits and magnets and stuff, and I sell them to raise money for the orphan. Wow. What got you started? How did you How did you come across the orphan? Did you You hadn't been here before. No. Did you see them somewhere? So I've always been really interested in animals and like pets and stuff. So. I, um, my mom was Googling and 
we decided that we would start raising money for them. So they won the Google dial? <laughs> what was it about it? that I mean, because the internet um, is a busy place. So what was it about I, I this place? I don't know. I, just, I like the way it sounded. I like what they do here. It's really cool. So, it's fun. so for, I, I want to make sure that we fully convey what you're doing. Because you're doing more than just, you know, sending in a postcard or putting up a little post or a sticker on your car or something. You're actually working hard and raising money that goes directly towards this towards this organization helping and look around behind you this is this is someone that you have helped right here how did, how awesome is that to come see so cool. for yourself the animals that you are helping oh that's, that's really cool Carrie tell us a little bit about um, when you first came across or when Quinn first came across you well you know when we first got a letter from her it had some money in it and it was a beautifully written letter with some pictures she had hand drawn of the animals that we have here and we were so touched that we posted the letter online and said look this is an example of today's youth that are making a difference here's one kid that is doing all this for us and for these animals because she really cares and since that day she's sent repeatedly letters donations money she's raised i think I have to double check, but somewhere in the vicinity of four to six hundred dollars for us. Wow. One person. And not only that, but she has inspired other kids because other people have said, you know what? We saw Quinn on your page and my daughter is now raised. Now one of the, ch one of the children that's local in the area is collecting apples from um, the school lunches that the kids don't eat. They're each given an apple at lunch and she's collecting apples and she's distributing them to local rescues in the area. And that was because of something that they had seen from other kids doing jobs, things like Quinn. And then Quinn has her own fan club on Facebook. The minute we post one of her letters and what she's done and that she sent us money again, um, we have hundreds of people replying. They love her. We love you, Quinn. Way to go. You're the, you're an inspiration. I'm showing my kid this. And, um, you know, you talk about the domino effect, and this is an example of a kid that caused a tremendous domino effect. We have had kids now have birthday parties, and instead of gifts, they collect donations for the animals here. Wow, all because, all because of Quinn's posting. Quinn, yeah. now, um, now I'm going to ask one of the most cliche questions I could ever be asked, but I'm going for it anyway. How does that feel to, <laughs> to know, <laughs> to know that you're good. doing that? It feels really good. I mean, when you wake up in the morning and you think, what am I going to do today? Maybe even if you're having an off day and you take it a little easy, the work that you've already done is still trickling out around there and you don't even realize it until people get back to you and let you know. I mean, as somebody on the other side of the age barrier than you right now, I can say. Way. <laughs> Way. Way. <laughs> a little bit past. Um, I just got to tell you how impressive that is. For I talk to a lot of people um, on my side of the age barrier and up who still haven't managed to really follow something that they're so interested in. And for you to see something like this and not just read it or pass it on or click share, but say, hey, I'm going to actually do what I believe in. It's pretty awesome. So I hope you really do feel good about that. And you're going to stay in touch, I imagine, with the Orphan Wildlife Fund? We're not going to lose her. No. Now, let me ask you something. I hear that they named a particular temporary resident after you. Was this like a cute little bear or little Bambi deer? What animal was it they it named after It was a after weasel. You? They named a weasel after you. So just, <laughs> I mean, what an honor. I actually... <laughs> 
I actually really love weasels. Oh, okay. so. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, weasels, like, what a, like, I just love them, so. Well, then, in that case, that's just perfect. Yeah. Well, we had said that the very next animal that came, we had just gotten a letter from her, and we had said the very next animal that comes onto this property is going to be named after Quinn. And the next animal was a weasel. And, and she said weasels. she loved them. Yeah. Oh, well, so and she made a magnet of a weasel and sent it to Susan. Come on, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah so. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Quinn, how old are you? I am 11. And what grade are you going into? Going to six. You are going into sixth grade. You have done all this. Carrie's getting sniffed from behind. You have done all of this already. When you go to school, do you tell your friends or your teachers that um, you do any of this? Yeah, I tell um, my friends. They are very interested in also a lot of animals, so... That's, <laughs> she's getting sniffed by a deer. I want to thank you both for sitting down with us today. I am so glad that you asked us out here to be a part of this meeting. We did get some pictures of that earlier. So I'm very, very excited to share your story. I'm very excited to follow you through years and see all the great things that come because I feel like you're somebody who's going to really just grab everything out of life and go for it. If she's already making a difference as a nine-year-old and then as an 11-year-old, I can't imagine what the future holds for her. Mm -hmm. She's gonna, She is the future of America in a positive way. Awesome. So can we stay in touch with you, Quinn? Mm -hmm. Do you want to tell us a little bit about how people want to help the Orphan Wildlife Center? you want to mm -hmm. tell them how they can do that? Raise some money. Yeah. How can they do that? So maybe making stuff, donating it like I do. If they want to follow yeah. it, they can find them online just like you yeah. did. So, yeah, follow them on Facebook. Yeah. Okay, and maybe you'll pop in every now and then and give it a little update? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Hang on one minute. We're going to do our quick little trivia game. Come on, kids. This is going to be awesome. Huh? You hold this. <laughs> Who wants to play? Okay, so here's our first ever American Snippets trivia game. Are we excited? <laughs> okay, we're going to test everybody's bear knowledge. Seems appropriate. What type of bear is a true carnivore? Carrie? Um, a grizzly or a Kodiak? Polar bear. Now, I got this, these answers off the you internet. You should have known. Raise your hand. Because they're really not a true Well, I guess we have a new internet source. Okay, so <laughs> gonna, the point goes to you. You know she specialized in polar bears before this. I did. Not. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, this her whole site, youth I'm was gonna spent raising give polar a bears. on this internet site and tell them that they've been shown. We're gonna try again. You have a winner. <laughs> <laughs> she gets a prize. What is a bear's normal resting heartbeat? How many beats per minute? Um, thirty-two. Close. Anyone? Sixty. Anyone else want to guess? 35. You get the closest without going over. According to our very esteemed internet site, it is 40 beats per minute. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. <laughs> okay. So we are tied. Okay. Tied. <laughs> How many bears lived in the house that Goldilocks broke into? What? Three. <laughs> Three. There was one in the closet. <laughs> yeah, we know about the bears you keep in the closet. Okay. Who is the bear that took care of Mowgli? Oh, oh, Baloo. Yeah! Oh, Baloo! Okay, and for the bonus point, what type of bear is Baloo? Cartoon? Yeah, <laughs> she's too big to be a sloth. Aren't well, they small? Argue with Disney. <laughs> okay, last question. What species of bear, according to my website, 
has the largest ears. Boy. About a koala. Good guess? Uh, Incorrect. The Asiatic uh, black bear. Oh, come oh, on. Yeah. That's not even a real thing. <laughs> okay. But hang on. Now. <laughs> I, have, I, have a, I have a question. Okay. What's the question? What's the best wildlife orphanage for bears? Ooh, I don't have one. Oh, Carrie, come on. The Orphan Wildlife Center, orphanswildlife.org. <laughs> and if you want to help the Orphaned Wildlife Center, how can they do that? You can go to our website, become a monthly sponsor. That's the best thing. That's what we need the most is monthly sponsorships. Or if you hosted a fundraiser for us, like things that Quinn does, um, and then donate the proceeds to us, that's pretty awesome. We appreciate anything like that. All right, here's everybody's participation prize. We got gummy bears. Oh, that is so cute. Yes, they had the bash kill. They had those soaked in the... Oh, my gosh. So we're going to spread those up here. So I'm wondering if you could possibly take these back and bring them back. Thank you guys so much for playing with us and for adding to my knowledge of bears. I'm going to go to the Internet site. We're going to change the world on the Internet today. Thanks so much. All right, all right. That wraps up today's show. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode with the Orphaned Wildlife Center, make sure you share it with your friends. Leave us a review. It's how we get found. It's how people can discover these stories, discover the Orphan Wildlife Center. You know, Susan and Jim, the founders of the Orphan Wildlife Center, they've been taking care of wildlife and, and these bears for a very long time. They own and live uh, the, on the land that, that, and the property that these animals live on. They do all the daily care and maintenance. There's no other staff. They don't get paid. It's a true labor of love. I mean, they're doing amazing work. So let's all do our part and help get the word out there about this amazing organization. And if you want to get involved and and learn how to donate, just go over to americansnippets.com forward slash 019. You'll be able to watch the full interview that we did with the Orphaned Wildlife Center. You'll get to see the bears that we talked about in the show. Uh, These are amazing bears. You get to watch them play. And again, you can learn a lot more about the Orphaned Wildlife Center and what they do there. Remember, it's our mission to seek out people like Jim, Susan, and Quinn. These are exceptional people doing extraordinary things. And that's who we love to feature uh, on American Snippets. These are the stories we love to tell. So join us on this mission, help us share these stories, and drop us a message too at americansnippets.com if you know of uh, someone that you think we should feature on the show. So again, that wraps up today's episode. Thanks again for tuning in, and we will see you next time. 